Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises. My name is John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. This is the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome all our humble warriors. Here we are again, and we've got another great guest on the show. And this one is very important to you because it's a follow-up to a previous podcast that we did. Yes, this is something I've been looking forward to. It's from the King Warrior Magician Lover podcast we did back in November. Mm-hmm. And it's we were called my experience at the new warrior venture training at the Mankind Project. Great. And we have someone very special with us today that mm-hmm. is going to you know educate our listeners on what Mankind Project is all about in the new warrior training adventure. So without further ado, why don't you introduce our fine friend? Yes, we're very honored today to have Glenn Barker, who is the executive director of one of the largest community centers in the Mankind Project, currently hosting 30 weekly men's groups, the new warrior training adventure, leadership trainings, and community events. The Mankind Project offers life-changing trainings and a network of men's peer support groups around the world. Every year, over 2,000 men attend the New Warrior Training Adventure, including our very own Chris Forte. The Mankind Project is a nonprofit organization with eight regions around the world. They're not affiliated with any religious practice or political party, but they strive to be inclusive and diverse. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast, Glenn Barker. Hello, Glenn. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you, John. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me on the Humble Warrior Program. It's great to have you. So whenever we start one of these shows, the first thing we want to know is a little bit about Glenn and how you got involved with the Mankind Project. Can you give us a little bit of background and history? Absolutely. So I'm a man that grew up in the uh, 60s, so I'm a Vietnam-era man, and um, was out on my own very early and was seeking for myself, ways to become, as most young men do, uh, worthwhile in the world. I'll put it this way. I think as a younger man, many of us wanted to know where the uh, on faucet is so that things can pour into our lives and just show us how the plumbing works so mm-hmm. we can have things flow to us. And I spent much of my 20s, as I think many men do, looking for ways to be successful, to be of service, to be, uh, to be powerful and attractive, and all those all the trappings that support those parts of, I believe, men that make us feel like we have value and that we have purpose and that we have, uh, we're accumulating things. And so I went on a large quest, a uh, constant quest of self-improvement uh, going way back to Earl Nightingale, which is, precedes most of the uh, self-help things out. Mm-hmm. And, and when, I, when I heard that man's voice and how he could speak to things that were no one else talked about, uh, this got me to Napoleon Hill and got me to um, Tony Robinson, which also got me to and to go into uh, the work of Robert Moore and and Robert Bly, and and these things evolved into an ever uh, exploring quest to self discovery and empowerment, right. and to feel like I'm feel like I'm valuable in the world. This continues today. Uh, it's a constant unfolding. And um, to bring you up to the last 15 years or so, I was starting my own men's groups because I started to get visions of how these groups can be formed, how men could be helped. Growing up in those 60s, 70s, 80s, there was a lot of disenfranchised men, a lot mm-hmm. of veterans, and um, I've 
experienced a lot of friends dying of suicide and much drug and alcohol abuse, being rudderless. And so I just found that in, in wherever I lived, that would have these gatherings and it turned into men's groups. My seeking uh, now to make that a vocation throughout my professional career came across the Mankind Project, uh, did the trainings, was invited to be their executive director uh, a couple years later, and brings us up to today. That's, that's the short, long story <laughs> of Glenn's journey. Well, that's that's a, uh, quite the journey, it sounds like, and you've touched on many different topics, and it sounds like even generationally you've gone through different periods in your life. You know, being of the Vietnam era is very different than the experience that Chris and I have as younger men. Um, how do you see the Mankind Project and how it affects men today and how people find you? Um, what are the things that that attract men to something like the Mankind Project? I would say that there are two overarching, uh, compelling reasons not to seek out uh, something like the Mankind Project or something that helps turn around and improve or alter their lives to a help mechanism rather than an escape mechanism. Yeah. So let's make that, let's make that uh, division clear. So from an uh, escape mechanism, there's many things that men do uh, to avoid, uh, say, looking at their life. Uh, on the other side of the pendulum, there's either a, cri a crisis, or I should say an impending dilemma uh, that makes a man question his direction, his past, his future, and it's affecting him presently. So he also examine his life now, because he's been impacted. That's one. And then there's another man, uh, I think Chris falls more in this category of man, that is a man of self-discovery, that a man is willing to challenge himself, that's looking for another set of tools, and if he's intrigued by them, he, he will, he'll pursue them. So there's two types of men. Of course, there's different thresholds of time when I think men are naturally drawn to self-examination, and then there's times when you're impacted and you're seeking magician help, someone like you broke your arm, you need someone to set it, sort of thing. Right, right. <laughs> so I would break it out in those kind of categorically, two broad categories with many two other subcategories. And I, could, and I could just say from my experience at the new uh, Warrior Venture Training, there were men, I think there was about 30 of us that fell into those buckets, and the age range was from anywhere from, you know, early 20s to some gentlemen even in their mid-60s. And what was enlightening throughout the, the whole experience is men from all different backgrounds and demographics, but also there was a common bond and commonality that we were all dealing with something in our past or our past wound, and it also became, at least from my experience, a very healing ceremonial type type of event and very enlightening that as men, we are not alone, far from it. <laughs> and it doesn't matter where you're from or what, what, what you do for a living. Um, there are men in the world that are at times feel alone a lot of the time and don't know a way to maybe find that right community which is something we stress on this show, it is a spiritual fitness practice, is to search community. And as a man, where can you go to have that community with like-minded men, individuals? And this is that type of place. Well said. I agree. I think today's man, it seems like we've got a different struggle than, say, when you were a younger man. But there's, there are some 
things that are similar. Can you comment on kind of the similarities and differences of what what we're struggling with today and how things in the past have, are the different are different or the same? Absolutely. I'll, I'll make an attempt at that. I think some things are universal uh, that arise in men uh, during times in their lives, and um, then, like you say, situationally are independent and maybe time-wise, generationally are, are specific to the challenge. I like to address the fundamental pieces of men, meaning, what is your dilemma? Okay. Right? That's where I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't, I'm stuck, I don't have a good coping mechanism for dealing with my situation. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, un- that's universal. That's not gender-specific, that's a human condition, and that right. you can find all around the world. Now, if all of us could look at our world as what's impacting us, whether it's social or economic or situational, as, as just that, I'm in a dilemma. I'm facing something, and I'm not coping with this well. Well, that's a universal, isn't it, amongst all of us. Right. We can go at it, right? We can go at it from that way, right? And we have dozens of these ways to, I think, address the universal themes that men face, and they can apply it to their individual situation. Got it. I also feel that as our societies evolve, even though they are of their own era, time, and challenge, they are nonetheless the same symptomatic effects as a man tries to individuate, become his own man within the confines of a society or a culture mm-hmm. that may want to, right, to try to adapt. How does he become his own man within a system that demands of him certain things? These are universal. These have gone through time. This is the arena where I like to delve. Great. And I think one of the interesting things that I'm thinking about as you bring up these topics is that as a man, we don't really have a playbook or somebody to to teach us what to do at different points in our lives, which is why I think something like the Mankind Project uh, is really important. And I know from what Chris has said, it's been important to him and his discovery of of his spirituality and his growth. Um, how does how does something like the Mankind Project impact us finding some lessons or learning how to deal with these different situations? The way I would address that is that the Mankind Project does not tell us what to do. It gives us tools from which to ferret out the choices we have and to make an informed and courageous decision. Right. And to take, and take responsibility for that. So, if you can apply to any situation to say, am I, let me put it this way, how I can differentiate within myself is to say, am, am I making excuses or am I taking responsibility? That's a great point. When I make excuses, I'm in my boy psychology. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to escape the responsibility. Now, let's separate that from blame, okay. right? Yep. And if I want to take responsibility, which means I have an impact here, if I choose or if I don't choose, I'll, let me try to put this succinctly for you. Okay. There's an impact and consequence to everything I choose and then everything that I don't choose to do. They both have an impact. They both have a consequence. And I have a role in the outcome. There will be a risk attached to every action or inaction. Am I taking responsibility, seeing that clearly, and making a choice? Or am I letting that go 
and then others will make that choice for me. Right. This is a distinction. I believe that once men get that piece and we give them the tools to ferret that out in a group where you can get not consensus but clarity. Yes. yes. The choices the choices we're making as men have impacts and consequences. Are we willing to live with that? And if so, let's move to that choice rather than being, say, a victim of the of others' choices for us. Does that help? It totally helps. And I, I'm nodding my head here because I can relate as I go back and look at the experience that I had at the new warrior training adventure and something that we talk about here regarding living a spiritual fitness lifestyle is having tools for your toolbox. And you said it so eloquently that a Mankind Project is a place where a man can learn certain tools in his life to better get clarity on his journey. And at the same time, and I can only speak from my experience, I have never felt such a bond with men that I have never met before. And I feel like, and it's not like I feel like I know there's already, that will be, that bond will be there forever. And these men that I went this through are truly brothers. And if we could spend maybe uh, just a couple minutes, Glenn, on the, on the impact that you see on this new warrior training adventure, which is a three-day event. And even after that, I know a lot of the men then continue the journey through Mankind Project through what's known as the I-groups and become also uh, volunteers within the program and what have you. And it's this bond of men that is, is even, you know, like has formed a band of brothers, you know, which is something I've never experienced and which is very enlightening for me. So would you be able to shed a little bit light on the, the three-day training adventure? Absolutely. So the weekend is set up in such a way to challenge men to look at every facet of their lives. And I mean every facet. You're challenged on so many levels in ways that make you to say we stop then and say, aha, what's going on right now? Right. With the man, right? Right. So we're bulldozing through things. We're setting up circumstances and situations, right, and reflection and challenges to say what comes up for you now. Here's what bans the men as brothers. I call it the, the uh, contagion of courage. So when we see a man who is courageous enough to show his wounds, his vulnerability, those things that are uh, undermining his masculinity or his ability to move forward, the stories he's made up about his life, about the world, and he challenges those and emboldens the other men to do the same. So, six months before the weekend, our staff challenges each other. We begin this process of clearing, as we call them, with each other so that we can be present for these men and we celebrate that in these men. So imagine a circumstance where we're not there to rescue you, but we're there to stand with you in the fire as you expose yourself and then we applaud that current piece. And that's the contagion. A man sees that and he says, wow, wow, that guy has just unburdened himself, say, of a great sadness or a great shame. Right. Right, or a great burden of somehow that he's been shouldering for years. Mm-hmm. Now it's my turn. Yes. I can do that too. 
and now we look at each other because now I can see you and you can see me behind the mask. Right. Yep. This doesn't happen in our everyday world. No. We took a risk together. We challenged each other. We celebrated each other, right? And we walked something very difficult. I believe most men will take this to their grave rather than to address these things. Absolutely. So when we do that for each other, we hold each other in high esteem. And this bonds us in a way that we don't get in any other context. I think that's what's great and powerful about something like the Mankind Project and the New Warrior Adventure Training is that you're absolutely right. There aren't, we don't have instances in our lives where we have opportunities like this to experience such great bonds and community growth with other men. You know, we've talked about on other shows, we're raised men are raised in a different way. We, we play sports. We're supposed to be very physical. And a lot of times what happens throughout that lifetime, what we've experienced is we, we don't really know ourselves and touch in on some of our inner emotions and feelings. And we don't have anyone to share those with, really. Even, even when we have bonds with women, it's, it's different. And I think to have something like the Mankind Project and to be able to be with other men and share this experience and go through this process, it's a very important thing, and it's a great thing for men out there. Yes, and again, I'll just go back to my experience. You know, someone that has been through that self-discovery phase, you know, going down the spiritual path and just still trying to explore more, the impact that that event had was I couldn't have got that anywhere else, no matter where I was doing my work. And again, as a man, to have that bond with other men is something that will I'll always remember. And not only that, it has made me appreciate men all over the world, men you will never meet. Because at the end of the day, we, we are forming, we are one as men. And to keep that in mind when we're out there in the business world, you know, maybe if there's a competitive job situation or whatever, you know, you're coming up against another man is to treat them also in the highest regard and to also know that there's a there's more of a deeper connection of just being a man and having that sense of brotherhood. What I also, Glenn, if you can also elaborate on that I think is very important is and something John and I have talked on other shows is men having communities to be with with other men. And I know the I groups is something that the Mankind Project, so after the three-day training, there are I groups, right, that are these men groups all over the city. And um, if you can elaborate on, on, on the structure of those and how those work, that would be great. Absolutely. I would like to digress, and we could do many shows around many facets of this, but let me put something out for the listener, and maybe for you men, see if this makes sense to you, all right? Sounds good. I believe uh, there's hard wiring or, or social pressures. Men, many times, will not show their vulnerabilities uh, to anyone. Right. That, means harm. that means harm. To show you exactly how to hurt me gives you the weapon that scares me, right? Yes. So the armor that men put up, I think, is very, very well-founded to have an armor. Yet, that armor becomes a trap. So we have very few people in our lives that will entrust with our secrets, right? And if ever 
especially men, become wounded, that gets used as a weapon against them, right? Now the man really shuts down on another layer of protection. Right. So, right? So, to find a group where it's safe to do that, right? And then be celebrated as a courage piece and honored for that, emboldens the man and those around him. Mm. Now, right? So let me put it in this context as well. Imagine, man, we all come to this weekend with a dumpster. It's our life dumpster. Everything that we said, I'm not doing that anymore. Okay, I've learned my lesson. I'm smarter than that, right? And and this is where I've been hurting. Okay, so you got all this stuff, your baggage, right? Okay, so let's all go through the weekend and bring our dumpsters, right? By the time we're done, let's have three piles. The one pile that says, okay, this pile, it absolutely has to go. I am clear about that. This is my old story. These are my excuses. These things are need to be out. Also, what do I want to reclaim? Have I lost my passion, my compassion, my tolerance, my patience, my enthusiasm? I want that back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want my pile that I want back. Take repossession. Then, third pile. What is it? It's our maintenance piece. If I don't pay attention, I will go back to sleep, go unconscious, and be the same guy a year from now like nothing ever happened. Right. That's what the groups are for. Yes, in a way. My ongoing men's group keeps me from falling asleep, going unconscious, getting into my old habits, because they know me, and I turn myself in. Right, yes. When when I'm falling short, and trust these men, right, to help me hold myself accountable to the impact and consequences of my choices ongoing as I've claimed my new direction. That's a mouthful. It are is. You getting, are you getting the impact of this narrow, deep, a very deep well that we go down? That's about root causes, men. Yep. And to add on to that, you know, I had a couple of couple good guy friends that we have these type of conversations that referred me to this training and um, they're heavily involved and you know it's, it's something that we've learned from mankind is to have relationships with men these aren't the men you went to college with or your best buddy or whatever but you have the right men in your life to what Glenn said is hold you accountable to keep you awake and that's kind of why you and I started the podcast, right, too. Right, right. It was one of those reasons. And So I would like to address another piece where you said, what, why the ongoing groups? I think for, for two reasons. One, I think that was the second wonderful piece. Um, the first piece of the men of the past said, uh, who, who built the sea said, not only should we have a breakthrough weekend for men, to give them clarity, right? Not to, teach, not to show them to be men. To give them the clarity, they will make the right choice. And to have a mission for your life. What's a vision beyond your own needs? That right. is wonderful. And then thirdly, to have a group. Now, see that group, to me, serves another real important function. Uh, I do a story called the relationship buck. In other words, I, I make up a story that says we're, men will often burden their closest people with, to help heal them and to try to be their uh, sounding board. And many times I think that could wind up being a toxic situation. So I like having this third group where I can uncork the bottle, yes. pour out the stuff to figure out what's really about me, so to keep a little junk out of my relationships. And so it's a buffer between 
looking or dumping into relationships or withholding because they're not they're not appropriate. Right. So imagine, right? So you have a uh, these. Do you really want to maybe tell this clo- people close to you everything? Well, maybe having a bit of an anonymous group that will hold it in confidence is actually a little safer as you work it through. Right. And then you can come back to your relationships, I believe, more of a giver than a taker, less needy, mm-hmm. more generative. And if we could just do that to any degree, I think we've created a wonderful service for the men. And that's part of the ongoing part. That's only part of the ongoing service of being with men that have your interest at heart but aren't buying your BX. Right. I think that's a good way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) A high tolerance for imperfection, a low tolerance for BX. Yeah, yeah. You know... This is good. This is... Men, men, many men love this. It's good for men. And and that's the thing is that we don't... Many men don't have those kind of relationships where someone's going to basically hold you accountable and call you on your your BS. Because... It just doesn't happen. We're like, oh, okay, he'll, he'll take care of himself or he'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. We don't. Well, let's be careful here, too. We're not looking, to, uh, looking for ways to harpoon each other. Sure. It's, it's more about uh, I, help me see my blind spots, men, as I walk through my dilemmas to help me make choices that I can live with. Yes. At the end of the day, I need to live with myself. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they get resolved in a nice way. But do I accept, can I see beyond my own circumstance to say, what can I live with? And what is the next best thing for me to do? Yes. And, you know, I love everything that you've explained and the information you gave. That's one of the reasons why we do this pod is that we just don't believe there's there's not enough publicity. There's not enough people don't, not enough people know that there's these resources out there for us to take advantage of. Um, I think one of the hardest things is taking that first step to sign up for a new adventure uh, a group or the training. Is there anything you can recommend to the listeners out there that may be on the fence of saying, yeah, I, I've been listening to these things. I know I have to do something, but I just, I'm not ready to take that step. How can we get this, get people to start to move and take that first step? I think it's, to explain what the threshold is really like and to ask yourself, all of us, an important question. So, uh, we live in these boxes and the boxes protect me and also shuts me in, right? Mm-hmm. So I've got, and it gets, I think as men get older, it gets smaller. More protection, the smaller the box gets. Now, anything we've ever done that stretched us and grew us as people had to cross over a threshold and to get to some arena of unknowing in order to experience something new. Agreed? Yes. Yes. Every threshold into an unknown territory has two emotions. One is, oh boy, and the other is, oh shit. <laughs> right. This is the threshold. So any man who's standing there at the threshold has got his hand on the doorknob. My question is, is your time now? Knowing that there will be an oh boy, and uh-oh, connected right. with that. Right. And that, and that your growth is beyond that doorway. It's your choice, men. You can take your hand off the doorknob again, or how many times have you done that? This is what you do. Yes. Do you walk through the threshold? Do you walk through the threshold and turn away? Do you buy the book and never read it? Do you sign up for the gym and don't go? 
If you're looking for relief, stay home. If you're looking to grow, come with us. Very well said. Well said. That's like the journey of life. It is. It applies to anything. And if it's not the Mankind Project, I'll put it this way too. That anyone listening, this will, this is the way, this is the pattern of, of the human, right? It doesn't have to be the Mankind Project, but it's this threshold piece. And it's taking a risk. And sometimes we get burnt and sometimes we get rewarded. I say let's grow as a group where we can support each other. I believe many men go alone. Mm-hmm. And that's how they get wounded because there's not guidance. There are not those that have been there before to encourage us in the right way and embolden us to say, if you jump, we'll catch you. Mm-hmm. And Glenn, you know, I was fortunate. I went to, to a Chicago um, New Warrior training adventure. But you have locations not all over the country, all over the world. And, and like for us here in Oakland County, Metro Detroit area, I know you have you have these trainings, right, all over, correct? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. More than 60,000 men. It's in, we're in eight regions around the world. It's spoken in seven languages. Um, 60,000 men have done this training. It's basically the same weekend everywhere. And Chris, well, actually, you came at a very good well, it's maybe kind of special, we could say, in its own way, because Dr. Robert Moore was on your staff, and so was I. Oh, yeah. I got to watch you do your work. I'll tell you, folks, this man, Chris, was full in on every process. He wanted to he wanted to be in and immerse himself in that, and I saw your courage, Chris. Well, thank you. That means a lot, Glenn. I mean, it was, again, a life-changing experience for myself. And you're right, you know, Dr. Robert Moore uh, was there, who's the author co-author of The King, Warrior, Magician, how special it was on the last day when we had the feast, um, he, I, I was sitting next to him. And, you know, that was a gift in itself, just to have uh, some words of wisdom from him. Yes. Yes. So here's a man for those that may not know. A couple of books that might help you is This King, Warrior, Lover, Magician by Dr. Robert Moore. He has a whole series. And he has really mapped, I believe, um, a lot of the constructs of them that are universal. You see these things around the world. There are warriors everywhere in the world. Just And there are a kingship, a sovereign peace all around the world. We're all connected by our ability to love and have compassion. And we're also great magicians, meaning we connect to things, the plumbing of the world, to help things and be created into this world um, by another power. This man has mapped these things and has informed us, and I think will inform us for generations. Much gratitude to him and those that follow. And Glenn, I can't thank you enough for coming on our show today. And so if, if a man, if any men that are listening to this, should we just direct them to your website if they want more information on the New Warrior Training Adventure? Or do you have now a separate website for that? What, what's the best place for people to find out more information on this? Well, thank you, Ben, and I'll extend this out to the women of the world because there's many times the women who feel this energy and say to themselves, this is good for my man, and we'll bring this to the men in their lives, their brothers, their fathers, their sons, Absolutely. their co-workers. So I extend this invitation to any women who are listening, any men who's listening. Text me, Glenn Parker, the Mankind Project Chicago. My number is 312-243-6743. Three one two two four three six seven four three. Glenn Barker can be found on Facebook. MKP Chicago has a website. We're also on Twitter. For wrapping this up, thank you, man. Wow, and thank and, and anybody that's listening for Glenn 
to give his personal information is as a gift. So please, if you are thinking about this, reach out to Glenn. Yeah, that is phenomenal. Thank you so much, Glenn, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And again, he gave his numbers out. We will post it. Well, I don't know if we'll post it on the website, but we'll post the link to the website for sure. But if you're listening to the pod, you got a special gift this week. And make sure that if you are a, uh, listening for the first time, you sign up to follow us on Twitter at the Warrior Pod. And until next week, live brave. Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast by visiting chrisforte.com.